Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God has given us unlimited treasures in his word. Every time we open it, we can discover a new treasure or admire an old one. What will we find today? Let's dig in. Here's Carla Early with Treasure Hunt in the Word. This week, we're finding treasure in the tabernacle built in Moses' time. The replica I visited, like the one described in Exodus, was made to be temporary and carried from place to place. The point was that God would be with the Israelites as they traveled in the wilderness, in the very middle of their camp, just as he should be the focus of our life. For the Israelites, when the pillar of cloud or fire representing God's spirit emerged from the tabernacle, the Israelites knew it was time to move. So they packed up all their belongings, including the tabernacle, and followed where God led. While wandering in the wilderness, they never could get too comfortable or rooted in one place because they knew God could move them at any moment. They had to be ready. That's the same for us. Whenever God leads, wherever God leads, we must be ready to follow. The tabernacle courtyard was surrounded by wooden posts holding up white cloth. The white represented righteousness. The door of the tabernacle, as well as the tent surrounding the inner sanctuary, was made of colored cloth, red for blood, blue for remembering to keep the commandments of the Lord, and purple for royalty. The tabernacle was open to the public from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Priests did regular morning and evening sacrifices. So if someone in the family had sinned, the head of the family, a male, would bring a sacrifice. There were different sacrifices for different things, but they all had to be spotless, without blemish. Now to us, killing a sweet little lamb or something would be unthinkable. It seemed so harsh, so wrong. But remember, this sacrifice is a substitute. It's meant to tell us that sin is serious. Our sin deserves death. Just one lie, one rebellious act, one time taking God's name in vain, and we're worthy of death. God could come along and zap us with a bolt of lightning, and that would be the end of that. But God provided the sacrificial system as a representative of what Jesus was going to do for us once and for all. So in faith that God was going to take care of our sin, the head of the household would bring a lamb into the courtyard area. A priest who had washed his hands and feet in a huge polished brass basin would meet the head of the household at the gate of the tabernacle and inspect the lamb. Then the head of the household would lay his hands on the lamb, confessing the sins of the family, symbolically transferring them to the innocent lamb before he killed it. The blood would be collected in a bowl and sprinkled on the horns of the altar in the holy place and before the veil. The priest would take the fat of the sacrifice and burn it on the altar. The fat represented sin, and the ashes would be taken outside the camp, never to remember it anymore, forgiven. Like the priests of the Old Testament who began their work on the tabernacle or temple at age 30, Jesus also began his public ministry at age 30. As the tabernacle was open from nine to three daily, 
Jesus was on the cross from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock. He was not only our high priest, but also our perfect, unblemished, spotless sacrifice. 1 Peter 2.24 says that Jesus bore our sins in his own body on the tree as a substitute for a repentant sinner. And he did that because he loves us. So now when we feel conviction of a sin, we don't have to find an innocent animal to kill. We have to accept Jesus' sacrifice for our sin and come to him with a broken and contrite heart, confessing our sins, just like an Israelite did on the head of that animal that he brought for the sacrifice. Like the fire in the altar, Jesus burns away those sins and remembers them no more when we confess them. In the sacrificial system, we see how serious sin is and how much it costs. Looking at the cross and Jesus' pain, suffering, and death, the nail wounds, the thorny crown, the whipped back, we see the same thing. Plus, we see the love that God has for us, that Jesus would go through all that just so we could have a relationship with him. So after visiting the replica of the tabernacle and walking through a sacrifice, I came away with one main thought. Praise the Lord for all he's done for us. You can contact us at treasurehuntintheword at gmail.com. We'd love to hear the treasures God has given you through his word. You can listen to other episodes at our website, which you can find in the description below. Thanks for listening, and remember, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.